Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am back with another guest, one of my coaching clients who I've worked with for, gosh, over a year now, I believe, or right around, I think maybe are we having our one-year anniversary? So welcome, Genevieve Dominguez. Genevieve is the owner of Myofascial Release by Genevieve, located in Sonora, California, which is near Yosemite. How are you doing? Welcome to the program. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> excited here. I love interviewing my clients. It's one of my most favorite times to do a podcast. So I'm glad you're here. We have a lot to talk about. Yes. And you are right. It's almost, well, I was in the February group of this year, but you started doing extra calls in December. So officially, mm-hmm. yes, it is a year. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Like, I feel like you've been with me for a long time because you really like showed up to all of the calls. So yeah, you really came and got what you wanted out of the calls. So why don't we start with talking a little bit about your journey, why you came for coaching and what it's been like? Yeah, I had been thinking about doing my own business for a very long time. Since my very first MFR class, like everybody, like I was wowed. I'm a physical therapist assistant and my friend had been telling me for a while to take a John Barnes class, took one in September of 16. And I immediately signed up for massage therapy school. I literally was in the next class within a couple of weeks. And that's how my journey started. So I finished in 17, but I didn't start my business. There some things that happened in my family and I kind of stalled out and I kept dreaming about it, kept taking lots of classes. And then I saw the MFR coach shirt everywhere. <laughs> so I started asking, I think the first person was Gina in Palm Springs, I think she's in. Yeah. She was my very first coaching client. Yes. And well, I asked her, I'm like, what is that? And I did buy your book. I read it. I started doing some stuff. And then um, I heard about your podcast, started listening to every single podcast. And then I emailed you. And then, yeah. (laughs) And then the rest is history, huh? (laughs) Well, it was a little bit nerve wracking for me. Like I wrote you back and forth and you basically were like, Hey, I'm here when you're ready. And, um, one more thing happened at work. And then I was like, I'm doing this. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have an office. I didn't have anything. Just, I did it. <laughs> so you joined with the intention to leave your, did you have a contracted position? Like what, what were you doing? I was a part-time physical therapist assistant in a small hospital um, doing outpatient and inpatient. And I had been there Let's see here. It would have been 15 years next year. So a long time. Yeah, Yeah. 15 years. Okay. And what about that job did you not like? Like, were you able to do MFR there? What was it that really you didn't like about it? 
it started out where I would take my skills and I try some things and I had some other physical therapists question who I was learning from the reputation of John in some circles is, you know, not the greatest, Mm -hmm. but I was so sure what I was doing. And the people that left after I worked with them were so excited. They kept asking for me. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing it and I'll let them know I'm doing it. And if they say, no, not that person or not that technique, then I would kind of adjust. So I just started to, in the last year, just nonstop MFR. Like that's all I was doing. And I was having so much fun. And that's when, you know, I knew it was like time to like, I could do this. So, Mm -hmm. so you knew it was time to leave or what got you thinking like, okay, I'm doing this in this hospital setting, but I want to do it for myself. I want to have my own business. People were asking me, do you have your own practice? Like they started way before you, I even knew about you. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept thinking, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do this. And I knew I'm a physical therapist assistant, so I can't really go anywhere. I can't be a manager. I can't be a director of the program. And I had a lot on my plate all the time. I was getting text messages, phone calls, and how do I do this? And how do I do that? And clean that up for me. And I was doing so much. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. I just want to do MFR. And that's when I really dove into the all the podcasts and the book and was like, I'm doing this. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> when you joined the program, what was your intention with starting your own business? Did you kind of want to start a business and see how it went and then slowly leave your job? Or what were you thinking you would do? I knew I wanted to leave my job, but I was a little bit nervous about can I support myself? So my intention was once I get a certain number, like if I've made a certain number or seen so many clients, then I'll do it. And August was that month. I was like, oh my gosh, it was the biggest month for me ever. And I was like, I could do this. You know, it could go up and down, but I can do this. I saw, um, I think I wrote it down, 31 clients. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And that's while I was working as a physical therapist assistant. So it wasn't long after that, that I said, I'm going to give my notice. And the only other thing was I got a great amount of education fund from my work, but like you said, write it all down. Like you can pay for this yourself. And I wrote it all down. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's right. I can do all this. So I waited until I had some credits left from my official release classes. And that's when I was like, okay, I know this day will be my last day. So awesome. basically August, I knew like, that's it. I'm not going to work anymore. Yeah. I think I kept hearing you say like November, 2023, I'm going to give my notice. November, 2023, I'm going to give my notice. And we kept going over like, okay, can that be sooner? Like what needs to happen? And like really looking at your numbers. And I think there was a point where you said like, I've made already this year, what I would have made working in that other job. Like you've already replaced the income. Well, that month, August, I made more money than I ever made in a month ever. So that's when I said, that's it. But I definitely, I've made about half of what I would have. Mm-hmm. My, uh, this business, I've made about half of what my income was for the other business. I mean, for the other job. <laughs> okay. And when did you open it? I opened it in April. Okay. And you were working yep. that part-time. So from April until when, like, were you able to replace half of your income? Actually, by July, I was able to definitely meet my income. 
and I saw 12 clients that month. And then I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I only saw 12 clients and I made that much money and I could do it. August, I saw 31 and I doubled that. So I was like, that is for sure. And then, you know, you talk about where's your energy? Like my energy, I wanted to be in my business and then I knew it would go really well. So it's definitely my nervous system is, you know, trying to get used to all of this. Like I'm responsible for this, this and this, but it's so exciting and it's so much fun to be responsible for these people's care. And it's, I can make this whatever I want to make it. So yeah, it was so much fun. (laughs) I love that. Well, and I think too, it's like, it's good to investigate all the ways we have like golden handcuffs in our jobs, like the golden handcuff of, oh, they're paying for continuing education, the golden handcuff of they're providing insurance, the golden handcuff of I get paid time off, the golden handcuff of a guaranteed paycheck, right? Like, All these things seem really, really necessary and seem like really good things to have. But what's it like to be able to create money on demand and know that you can create whatever amount you want? And the time that you spend burning out your body in those kinds of jobs, you know, it was a 45, 50 minute drive just to get there. And then eight hours working with clients and inpatient and outpatient you have to take a break and then you drive another 50 minutes, you get home and you're just like, what did I do today? And you hurt yourself and it's not fun. And then with the added, like, here's a pizza for a thank you when you, <laughs> or you get a bonus and they take all the taxes out. It's like, Oh, right. What yeah. was I doing for so long? But you know, I stayed there for so long because I, I thought about this. I got this job when the economy crashed. So I kind of was afraid where I live, like, oh no, where else am I going to work? And then it was a great experience. I don't regret it at all. But my fresh release, um, doing my own thing is way, way more fun and so much better for my soul. (laughs) Well, I think too, it feels better to leave a job before you absolutely hate it. And I think we had many of these discussions about like, really making decisions on purpose that kept you in a healthy mindset about the position that you were in and saying no to the things that were no longer working with you and like trying to make the experience of staying in that job for as long as possible, as long as you needed or wanted to be there as pleasurable as possible by creating boundaries and having really difficult discussions with the powers that be. Do you think you would have been able to hold those boundaries and have those discussions if you wouldn't have been in coaching? No, I know that there was a lot of drama on my part because I was so not happy there. But Mm -hmm. once I started learning the managing my mind, which, you know, writing it all down and what is true, what's not true, what are my thoughts about the circumstance, then I could calm myself down and I, I think you say something like, um, you don't spin out as long. And that's definitely like, I didn't spin out as long. And I'm in control of how I react, how I feel, what the, my thoughts are about the circumstance. Yeah. And then that way, I could leave that job in a nice, calm, cool and collected manner, give notice without storming into an office that does no good for me or anyone else. I didn't want to leave on a bad way because it was a good job for what it was. Yeah. It's like, 
nothing has to be really going wrong in order for you to want to leave your job, which I think is such an important thing to talk about because a lot of people do go out in a blaze of glory. They light everything on fire. They burn (laughs) bridges, right? Because they're like at their wits end and they don't see any other way out. And that's also the only valid way in their mind to quit. Like something has to be super wrong. If there's not something super wrong, then I can't have the courage to leave or I can't, you know, I'm just being stupid or making a, a silly decision when it's like, no, you can just have the idea. I don't want to be here anymore. I want something different and it's okay to want something different and to make that different thing happen on purpose. And that's what you've done. You now are the owner of Myofascial Release by Genevieve. Mm-hmm. And like, tell us how it's going. It's going good. I'm learning a lot. I've had some situations that I'm, you know, I had to work through myself and I'm learning what the clients need, what's easy for me, how much I want to work, how many people I want to see, when do I want to start. I have a particular person who she's late all the time. And so far I haven't been establishing my, you know, hey, we only have this many minutes yet because, you know, I am still building things. So am I going to make that a problem? No, I'm like managing my mind about that. And it's interesting. I'm learning how to run my business and getting everything with my boundaries and my um, everything in place so that it's easy. I've got my online booking. I've got, mm-hmm. and that's fantastic. People just book and play around with their own schedule. So that's really helpful. My website and people are finding me through Google and they one found me on the therapist directory. So people are finding me. It's a little bit on the slow side right now, but then as I thought about it, I wrote down the numbers. I've seen 17 visits this month and it's early December and November. I saw 34. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. As you write down the numbers, you write down what you're doing. If you keep doing the thought downloads and the managing the mind, then you don't, like I said, spin out. So it's going well. Yes. Well, and I think too, it's easy to be like, Oh, my numbers are down. I don't have as many patients or whatever, but I think I asked you like, but where are you at numbers wise in sales? And you had been doing a really good job of selling packages. So like your actual income isn't lower than it was last month. No, it could be about the same by the end of the month. Um, I've got another person package tomorrow. I have another person that's possibly going to buy a package. It's just, yeah, like you said, when you write it down, you're like, oh, and not focusing just on the numbers. You're like, Mm -hmm. I'm having some really amazing clients are getting really great results. Like I had somebody coming in for vertigo. She doesn't have it anymore. And she's a a nurse and she's going to spread the word and at the local hospital. So yeah, it's like focusing on the treatments and having fun with it. Mm -hmm. And getting people to their goals, which is really, really important. Right. And then the more often you do that, the more likely it will be that other people come in to also have you help them reach their goals, which they'll reach their goals. It's super normal. I think to, to have this amount of turnover in our practices where people come in, they get better and they go out and more people come in, they get better and they go out. That is completely normal. I think the more graspy we are, the more insecure we are about like, can I sell MFR? Do I know what to say? What results are possible? Do people get results with me? Like the more time we spend questioning that, the less time we spend actually making the offers and selling MFR to our clients, which creates money in our practices and a fully booked schedule. Yeah. I was going to say you, the goals of the person 
getting real clear on their goals. Like I had a lady who came in, she had some stomach issues. And I said, what is that stopping you from doing? Traveling. And I said, okay, by the sixth visit, I said, how are you doing? Do you have any more constipation? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, I don't have that anymore. I go, aren't you excited? So where are you going to go to? And she said, I didn't even think about that. I forgot I said that. And showing them where they were, where they are. And I know she'll come back and that's fantastic. I helped her with that. But making sure you're clear on what their goals are and then reminding them each visit, like, where are you on that one particular goal? And not, you know, of course, people say I have pain everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Like pick one thing that we can take a look at and we can kind of track and... It's been like another person I think I told you about, he was supposed to get an ablation for his back. I don't know if he for sure did it, but he was having no pain on the table, no pain for 24 hours by the sixth visit. And he said, what if I go to my appointment and I have no pain? Do you think they'll still do the ablation? And I said, well, would it be bad if they didn't? I mean, look what you've done. Yeah. What if you don't need surgery? Yeah. Yes. You know, it's yes. so wild to me is like how married people get to like having a quick fix procedure, even though like we literally hand them the results that they want without surgery and for thousands and thousands of dollars less and in less time, you know, like yes. it's just wild to me, like how sidetracked we can get. And then also how brainwashed we are by just the medical system and how insurance companies work and what will and won't be a covered service. It's like, if it's not a covered service, then I can't pay for it. And it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. And and like insurance is not free. You are paying for that in some form, whether it's coming directly out of your paycheck or not, like you are paying for that insurance. And for a lot of these procedures, you're going to be paying for it with the quality of your life for the rest of your life. If it's a procedure that doesn't work. And when you, MFR, like you don't have that risk. Like there's not one thing you can do to me in an MFR session where even if I have a healing crisis or I have a setback or I don't have any results, I'm not paying for that for the rest of my life. He was very interesting. He's the doctor said, you've met your deductible. I'm going on vacation. It was so like, boom, 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 boom. Going on vacation. You already met your deductible. It seems like we should just cut you open and burn some nerves. Sounds like a great idea. Who's in? And then I did send him a message. I'm like sending you healing thoughts because I wasn't sure if he did it. And they said that the doctor canceled the appointment and he's going to redo it the next week. And I'm like, so I still don't know if he actually did it or not. But I said, well, I'm here for you if you need me. If you're in pain, I can help you. And so it's frustrating for sure. You know, everybody's ever said about what people can go through. Like, it's so interesting when it happens to me. I'm like, I know what to help them with right now. So, so exciting. Yeah, it's so exciting. And it doesn't have to really be frustrating. It can just be like just interesting to us, like the way people are thinking. And if we're like really zoomed out and we're observing all of these people thinking these craziness about like getting surgery, which I mean, come on, I've had lots of surgeries. You get surgery when you need to, but when you're in a zero out of zero pain, you don't get surgery. You don't get a pain relieving surgery, right? And it's you this is what I love about this interaction that you have, because I coached you through this, right? Like we were coaching on it. Yep. We were able to come to the Facebook group, tell us what was going on and get immediate help before you had the next interaction with him. And then you were able to say words to him that made him question whether or not he would have that procedure done. And if anything, you delayed the procedure and you got him thinking 
curiously about what was working and what wasn't working for him and what was possible if he kept seeing you. And maybe he doesn't even need to. Maybe he's really out of pain and didn't even have that procedure. But those are the differences between, I think, people that are in coaching and not in coaching is we can spin out on whatever our clients say or do, whatever they bring to us, whatever reason they give for discharging from treatment. And we can make that mean that we can't treat them, that we don't know what we're doing and that we're unable to help people. And then we can shut down. And the minute we shut down is the minute we stop selling MFR, we stop talking about it and we stop really believing in it at the level that we need to in order to make these changes for people. So it's so important to understand what you can and can't control in those interactions and do your best inside what you can and can't control. It prepares you mentally verbally, and then you don't spin out and think about it all night long and worry about it. So that's what made me go, yeah, I could say this. And I don't have to, like a parrot, say everything that everyone else says. I'm like, no, that makes sense. Because if I was in, and I keep putting myself in his shoes, and then I can make it clear and concise and not too complicated for him to understand. Yeah. You know, I did he was on the table and it was towards the end of his last visit. And when I said, what if you showed up to your appointment and you had no pain and his eyes just bugged out like, holy moly. And he's like, Oh my gosh, do you think they'll still do the procedure if I don't have any pain? I said, I don't know. It was kind of cool to keep it. Like he's in charge of whatever he wants to do with his body, but what would it be like to be out of pain and not have to go through that? So that was really cool. And we talked. Yeah. It's almost like it hadn't occurred to him that he really could continue to be in no pain. Yeah. It's like the belief of it being real hadn't yet sunk in because he had spent so much time being 10 out of 10. So zero out of 10 was just like... Scary. Isn't that funny? Yeah, scary because it can get taken away, right? And when you're at 10 out of 10, like you really have nothing to lose. It can't get any worse. Yeah. And getting better is scary. And I think just knowing that, knowing where our patients are coming from and having the patience to not make what our clients do and say mean anything about us. It keeps you in that conversation where you can like keep fighting for them, keep showing them what's possible and not in a convincing or desperate way. Just like, yeah, I mean, it's possible to have zero out of 10 pain. Like that's possible for you. You're literally experiencing that right now (laughs) and reminding them where they're at. So stay curious. Like you say that all the time, stay curious. So instead of like when they say words, instead of like jumping into saying something else, I'm like, stay curious. Don't make it about you. That's their journey. So it's very interesting how I'm showing up calm. And then I can say on Facebook or get coached that, Hey, this happened and this happened and this is interesting. And then it's funny. Cause I'm like, Ooh, next level problems are happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew they would. I'm finally over the fact like, why didn't I do this sooner? But that's okay. I'm exactly where I should be. Yeah. And it it just is the journey, right? Like you're right where you are, right where you're supposed to be. This is how it has unfolded and nothing has gone wrong. The worst thing that could be happening right now is you could be still thinking about joining coaching, right? You wouldn't be where you are now. Yeah. I could be wondering or, you know, still in that, you know, not happy kind of floating along. It's just a totally, it's such a positive and beautiful change for me. Like I notice, like my nervous system is just every day gets like a little bit better and I'm, it's amazing. I'm learning how to be my own business owner and be calm, cool and collected. So (laughs) 
I have to scramble all the time. So yeah. What is your quality of life like now outside of work since you have opened your own practice and left your job? I wake up about the same time, but I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll read something. I'll take a look at something. I'm not rushed. I'm not scrambling. I go for walks a lot now and I can enjoy and not think too much like in any negative way. I think more positively. It's just totally my nervous system is a lot calmer and I'm learning to manage personal and business stuff too. And that's been a huge difference. Everyone notices that how calm I am now. <laughs> or calmer. Mm-hmm. calmer. Is that a fun side yeah. effect? Yeah. Well, and you've had like anyone else's life, right? You've had a lot of personal stuff happen this year. Your father-in-law passed away. You had to deal with things you that were completely unexpected that got put on your plate. Yes. And I watched you go through those things completely different than the person that I met a year ago would have been going through those things. I definitely have my drama, but the drama doesn't last as long. Yeah. So I opened up my business in April, the beginning of May, my father-in-law got really sick and he passed away at the end of May. And a week later I had to put my dog down. It was just like, seriously, this is like the worst timing ever. Mm -hmm. And I did spin out a little bit. Like, what was I thinking? Like, it's because you opened your business. These bad things are happening. Yes. Which is like exactly what we coached on when I got into massage therapy school. And I was like, I'm going to do MFR. My dad passed away before I graduated. So I kind of like, is this seriously what happens? Like the worst things happen when I try to do something like on my own. And I'm like, well, that's a ridiculous link up in my life. It just, you know, if I didn't have coaching, I could have spent so much more time spinning out personally without the managing the mind as well. And that, and like, I try to explain it to my husband, how to manage, you know, his mind after that. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) It helps sometimes, but it, I realized like, okay, the circumstances he died. Okay what else can I do? Okay, do what you need to do and then take care of myself. And that's, that's a big theme for me. When I did MFR three last year, you know, John had hurt himself and it was postponed. And I stood up and said, you know, I don't want any drama. I just want peace. Well, this year has been anything about peace. Like Mm -hmm. it's been bananas. And then this time I said, an MFR three, I said, I want to take care of myself. And I just want to I want to be unstoppable. And so I realized, okay, make that happen by getting more treatment myself. And, you know, how can I take care of myself so that I can be the best therapist, the best business owner, the best, you know, wife, you know, sister, daughter, all of it. So it's been literally life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> Being coach. I love that. And I think it's important to really point out how often we make anything that happens, like life is going to life no matter what, whether we're doing the thing we want to do or we wait to do the thing we want to do, like life is going to continue to come at us. Yeah. But when you can see that it's not related to the big thing you tried to do or the starting of a business, like the life things, life circumstances are going to be really good and really bad 50% of the time. (laughs) It's not related to you leaving your job and starting an MFR business, right? So I think it's so important to know that and then to have the tools to manage and to experience 
the ups and downs of life the way we want to have the experience. So one example of this for me was when my son left for college. It was just very emotional for me and a whole new experience. Like, you know, your whole life after you have kids, people are like reminding you that your kids are going to leave, right? Oh, enjoy every moment because they're going to leave and they're going to grow up so fast. Well, thanks. (laughs) But right now I'm in the middle of hell trying to sleep and eat and shower, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get to the point where they leave the house And I was not having a good experience of that, but I got coaching. I decided that I wanted to have a different experience of that. And I was able to completely see it and feel it and experience it in a different way than if I didn't have coaching, right? I was able to still go through a tremendous amount of grief and uncomfortableness and expand my capacity for it to be okay, for that to just be fine. And I'm so thankful for that. Or I know friends that have like completely lost their mental health when they have a kid leave their house. Like they have no identity. They can't cope with it. And just that's just like one example of that. And then lots of death in my family in this last year. And this has been the biggest year I've had in business. So it's like, it's not related. I'm not being punished for having the biggest year in my business, right? I'm just like, this is life. What do I want my experience of it to be with all of the circumstances? Sometimes we have a year with a lot of circumstances in it. And sometimes we don't. Oh, yeah. It's been wild, but I don't regret it for a second. You know, being coach and oh, and God love um, Chris Domingo, because, you know, the first round was February. And then I saw her in a class in March. And yeah. she's like, are you going to get going in, in coaching again? I said, I'm not sure. And this is like about the time where, you know, things were getting a little weird and, mm-hmm. and my family, and she's like, why would you stop now? Like, get going. <laughs> I love Chris Domingo. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, why am I? No, keep going, keep going. Like, this mm-hmm. is like key. And I am very thankful for her for saying that because she's right. You know, like I have all the the materials. I could go over it, but that's not just the point of this. This, this is like a like reaching out to somebody who's in a similar circumstance, even if you're not available, somebody in our group say, Hey, this and this and this, and this is how I dealt with it. Cause we've got literally every level possible. And I see other people being coached on how stressful it is that they're fully booked. I'm like, Oh, that's your problem. But no, that is a problem that I will probably get to. And how do I manage that and get everything in? Yeah, you will get to it no matter yes. what. Like it's inevitable. And then, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> you know, like, wow, I wish I could have that problem. No, it's just a problem that we have to go through. And it's just, we all have our different level problems. And then, and I want, you know, other people to see that it doesn't matter what level you're on. Like you're going to benefit from this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a couple people that, like, what do you think about coaching? And well, this is the most life-changing thing I've had besides MFR. It's like the perfect link of how to live in that channel five world by doing MFR channel three work, but then not burning out and not getting exhausted, you know, taking care of ourselves first, and then we can be the better caregiver mm-hmm. or the better therapist. So you know, it's interesting. You haven't even brought up like what it was like to set your rate going into this. That was all over the place for me. I remember my very first call, you're like, how much do you want to make? And I go, $100,000. And you <laughs> yeah. and you said, well, how are you going to get there? I'm like, how am I going to get there? Like, aren't you here to tell me how to get there? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I better figure this out. And so like, I kind of went back and forth about my rate. And I kind of did a little bit different 
and my regular rate is 150, but my will not go lower than that is 130. So I decided to make it 800 for a package of six, which is about 133 each. And so 150 times six minus 100, I kind of did a little bit different, but then people started paying it and people were like, like right away from doors open, you got the rate that you wanted to be paid. Yeah. There was some confusion with one person. I had a flyer out there. It said $20 off the regular rate. And when he called to schedule, I said, it's one thirty. Are you okay with that? And he's like, yeah. And he didn't hear the part where that's the discounted rate. So when he showed up and he's like, well, we can cancel if you'd like. And I said, you know, I'll honor $20 off that. And that's fine. I want to see how you go. And he liked it, but he, you know, it was a price thing for him. So I just make it clear and it, I didn't make it a problem. And yeah, I treated him. I helped him. He's like, well, I don't know if I could afford this. I go, that's okay. That's all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I like how we've gotten through this much of the conversation and you ha- like until now haven't even brought up what your rate was because you were able to set that like right away and get like, do you have any drama around selling a package or telling people your rate? No, I was nervous though. I was really, yeah, nervous. of course. Yeah. I thought, well, at first I was like 175, no, 150, 110, 120. It took me a little while to figure out that 130 felt really good for my lowest. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody didn't buy a package, I go, well, my regular 150. Okay. And they bought it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like that. Now it's so easy to say my rate with nothing behind it. Like, yeah, you can do this if you'd like, you know, and I can choose if I want to give that person a discount or if I want to do this, but nine times out of 10, it's, it's one thirty is the lowest because otherwise, how am I going to take care of myself and do my classes? And that's a whole nother thing that I'm learning about. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down how many classes I took in last year or in this year. So I'm whittling that down too and making it yeah. realistic. So, <laughs> well, and I think too, like being really purposeful about the reasons behind taking a seminar. And if you're going there for any reason other than to learn the skill set or to like have an experience, what are your intentions for that and how are you going to use it? If, especially if you've like already taken everything, you know, multiple times, like what's going on? Because I think a lot of people go to seminars to create confidence. And while I think going to seminars does create some confidence, I think it's really like short-lived confidence because if you're not getting help with your brain and how you think about yourself, how you think about your skill level and how you think about yourself as a therapist. I mean, there's therapists I've worked with who have been therapists for years that still don't believe they're MFR therapists, that they they're waiting for someone else to anoint them with that, to say that they're finally good enough to call themselves that. And that's a problem in our profession. Enrollment for my 12-month coaching program starts January 31st. And to kick things off, we're having a live call that's happening at noon central. So that's right. Mark your calendars off for noon central time zone, January 31st. To register for that call, go to www.themfrcoach.com forward slash live call. During that call, you can ask me anything. And I'm bringing a panel of current coaching clients to spill all the details about what it's really like inside the program when you get coached by me. Hear their real results, their real struggles, and ask them any kind of question that you have. They're gonna answer it and so will I. When you attend this live call, I'm also going to be giving you a very special bonus when you join the coaching program. 
This special bonus is only going to be available if you attend that call live. So go and register at www.themfrcoach.com forward slash live call, block off your schedule for January 31st at noon central and start writing down those questions. I'll see you at the end of the month. Well, I definitely think taking the classes has been like vacation, fun, skills, socialization. Mm -hmm. Like I have used it for all of it. And I have taken, I took eight classes this year and eight last year. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, am I using all those skills that I learned? I'm like, I'm getting back down to the basics. And then, so when this next list came out, I'm like, what do I really, really need? What do I really need is to take care of myself. And yeah. I, I've already bought in the spring, I bought a week long treatment at therapy. On the okay, good. Yeah, and I just have to figure out when I'm going to do that. Yeah. Isn't it so funny? It's like hard to figure out when you're going to squeeze that in, but like you probably have a hundred classes on your schedule. It's just like oh. the idea of taking care of ourselves gets so pushed down the priority list. And I'm like really discovering that, especially in our coaching community, how hard it is for us to get our own treatment and how much we rely on seminars for treatment. And it's like, if you spend also the same investment on your own treatment, you are going to feel better. You're going to be able to work more. And you're also going to be a better therapist because you're getting the work and you're walking the talk, like you're practicing what you preach. And that's exactly. Yeah. It's really hard to charge people for MFR if you're not willing to pay for it yourself. Really hard. It's, it wasn't even that part. It's like, where do I squeeze in the time? And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. What did I just say in October? My yeah. goal is to take care of myself and I'm doing everything but that. So I wrote <laughs> down this big old beautiful list of classes. I'm all, no, whittled them down. And like, I still really want to take equine. That's something I really, really yeah. want to take. And so I have to decide Chico, California or Sedona, Arizona. And then the other one is schedule my T for T and do it because it also will elevate me like a therapist. Like everybody said, when I came back, I was gone for two weeks. I did healing seminar, subtle energy and MFR three. My clients were like, Oh my God, what happened to you? Like, it was so cool. I was like buzzing with energy. It was so cool. Yeah. And I think too, when you plan for the exquisite care of yourself, you will continually have that buzzing that energy around you and that just like reassurance that you know what you're doing and like clients can feel that. They do. Like my brain wanders during treatment. I know my brain wanders a lot. Like I have foggy brain and it's been so much better in the last year, but I realize when I'm there, like get back here. What are you feeling? What are you doing? What's your intention? And every time I do that, it's because my brain has been managed. I've been like walking into my treatments, listening to like, I play this every single time. <laughs> Xanadu, um, Olivia Newton-John sings magic. Yeah. So anyways, I play that before I get into treatment because I, it is magical and this is magic. And so, yes, it's a job. Yes, it's my business, but it's also, this is freaking magical. So yeah. I'm stoked to do it. So I love it so much. What advice would you give to someone who doesn't think they need help with their business? I think that the main thing for me, people that don't think that they need help, I think you really need to understand that once you manage your mind and you get to a place where you can do that, coach yourself, 
then you're off and running. So I think it's really important to know your rate. I think it's really important to get that brain managed, but somebody who doesn't want or doesn't think they need it, I think you're missing out on something so important, just like MFR being open to new experiences. You'd be surprised who said they weren't going to do it. And then they're here and they're beyond. Like it takes you to like the next, next level Mm -hmm. and to really think about what's really important in your life. So I think that everybody needs some coaching for sure. And if to be an MFR therapist, to get coached, you've got a heck of a support system, a community that is going to be here for you. Yeah. And where else can you even go where you can get specific coaching for your MFR business and be in a room weekly getting live coached with people that are all doing the same thing. That's just like not available anywhere else. It is funny how many people who, oh, I, I'm totally successful or I make plenty of money or I do this and this. And I'm like, okay. And then they go to one of your like trainings or your open calls or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, like this is so different than what I thought it was going to be. And it is. I literally thought, like, I think many people have said it on your podcast, like we were going to be handed a thing. Here's what you do. And then like, that's that's what's out there. You know, here's what you do to be successful. Yeah. Well, that's not true for each person. So it's individualized and you figure it out yourself, but with the guidance of you and with other people in the group. And that is super powerful. Like you can't find that anywhere. Like anyway. Yeah, because your business is going to be different than my business. My business is going to be different than someone else's. And there's so many factors to consider. If you don't know the factors to consider, you don't know what's possible for success. Yeah, I thought I was successful when I had $2,000 in my bank account. I felt super successful. I didn't know that I could make six figures. Yeah, I thought making six figures meant I was going to have to work even harder than I was working. And I was already like working super hard. Or... You know, I set my rate. No one's going to pay that. Well, guess what? People are paying it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 100% of people are paying it. (laughs) 100% of your clients are going to pay your rate. It's just the way the facts work. Yeah. You're getting a good deal with the things that I know how to do and help you and the results and getting clear on that. Well, and you know what else, Genevieve? The rate you charge now is the lowest rate you'll ever charge. Yeah. Like it's just the beginning. Yeah. And as I get packed with people and... I have to figure out my next step and I've got like a big thing that I want to do, but that's another whole other story, but joining Gina's um, financial stuff, seeing where my money goes and making it work for me. Like you now have introduced me to Gina and now I'm thinking on a different level. Yeah. Like when you both say, you know, what is the reason why you're taking this class? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is the reason? Am I just going for fun? Heck yeah. But also like, do I need that skill level? You know, I've taken pediatric and I think it's a great class, but then I realized I don't see any pediatrics right now. Do I plan on seeing any pediatrics in the future? I'm not sure. So is that a good idea to take the class? Probably not. So it makes me, you know, at first I kind of resistant to it. Like, no. Oh yeah. I thought I was going to get murdered when I said that out loud. So for people that are listening, (laughs) Genevieve is referring to my friend and coach, Gina Knox. Gina mm-hmm. Knox runs a program called Six Figure Savers. And I highly recommend you guys join. There's a link in the show notes for you to join. But <laughs> we were doing a VIP call for all of the MFR therapists that joined her program specifically. And it's it's a financial program. And I just brought up, you know, investing money on purpose. And, and investing really is anything you spend money on in your business. 
And I've just noticed this trend, and I was guilty of this too, is spending money in my business on things to entertain myself and to have fun. And I didn't, I wasn't learning how to do that in my own life. And Gina told all of us that we had to get a life. (laughs) But it was like harsh AF, right? Like I was like, damn it. Like this is so true. And I also just caveat, like, I do think that we should take seminars, that we should go to seminars. We should really be varsity at our skill level. I'm not saying that at all. It's just when the only thing that we're doing for our business is going to seminars, like there's other skill sets that are really important and valuable to learn, like business skill sets and like financial skill sets so that you can take what you're doing and make it even better just being in her program alone this year, I think I've saved over six figures working on my second six figures. And I would have never had the audacity or even the idea or belief about myself that I could save any money at all while running the business that I'm running. And I think that that's like, you know, you're me. (laughs) I think you guys are me. Like I'm not a unicorn. And I think when you know the skills and you have access to some of these tools, you can do it. I know you can do it too. How much have you saved since joining her program? Have you been submitting wins for that? I submitted like two wins. Like I moved 3,500 into the savings account and that's amazing. Personal like 500. That's like $4,000 and you've only been in it for a couple of weeks. I know. So I'm almost done cleaning up all my accounts. Like I had to go to the bank and add blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I'm trying to consolidate everything so that, because it's true when you're not bothered by the money and it's set and you know what's going on, then you can also continue to concentrate on your business. So yeah, the classes thing. Yeah, I know. You both looked at me at the same time with the same face. And I was like, man, this was so uncomfortable. And I brought it up in another class that she was doing. She's like, you're going through all the stages. I was not angry. I was like, what the heck? And then I was sad. And she's like, you're going through all the stages of grief, aren't you? And I said, I am. Yeah. So then being more purposeful for that. But I didn't even think about that. I'm like, no, I saw the list of classes and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And yeah, then I'm like that too. I'll figure out how to pay for it later. You know, how badass will it be when like every year going forward, you can take any single class you want or any single coaching program that you want and you have the money to do it. Yeah. Like you have the budget. You're just like, oh, my budget is $30,000. What am I doing? Am I giving myself a bonus? Am I going to these things? And like, and then you have your life outside of your business where you can also have fun. I think it's like that idea that you need to be having fun outside of your business in your real life. That's very important. Well, your words about not making this a jobby is kind of resonating with me with what she said. So like kind of combined and like, I'm like, what do I do outside of this business? Like I was using those classes as a vacay as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, that's fine. But what does that do for, you know, stepping outside my business to go have fun personally and not have to worry about this and this and this, then I can come into my business and that can be more successful because it splits your focus when, you know, you're doing too many things. So yeah, I'm being more understanding of what I need to get done. Yeah, you're being much more purposeful. Yeah. Looking at all my numbers, when I wrote down, I took eight classes in 2023 and 22. Mm -hmm. And I 
and repeats too. I'm like, oh, I took that already. I took that already. I took that already. And you know, oh, but it's close by. Yeah, it's half price. Yeah, it's half price. And it is good to see my fellow coaches and my fellow MFR therapists. But it's also like, what am I doing with this specific skill set? Yeah. And also, I think considering like, oh, I could choose to pay myself the amount I would have spent on that as a bonus into my personal life. And like, what does that do? Where does that put you when you start handing yourself a $3,000 bonus every quarter or a $10,000 bonus every quarter because you're making these decisions on purpose. And that's one other thing that I was paying myself a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And, you know, you get into Gina's program and you even said, put yourself, put your pay there in that line item. But I hadn't done it until literally, I think it was two days ago. I literally on purpose gave myself a decent amount of money and put it in my personal account. And I was like, Ooh, look at that. Now I'm going to make it a regular, you know, put it on a schedule because I'm not allowed in my spreadsheet until the next year. Yeah. She locked you <laughs> I kind of messed up. Yeah. I locked Yeah. Up, but that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, it's being more purposeful with that is again, good for my nervous system. And it's my thought model on where's my money going? What classes do I need? Like I was yeah, I was really traumatized by, hey, what are you taking that class for? And um, I'm going to spin out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm here here to just cause all kinds of trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Kristen Kuzelman said, oh, come to October and, you know, I'm doing a skilled enhancement seminar. And I'm like, oh, I want to do one. I'm like, oh, hold up, hold up. Like, what do I need? What do I need? Maybe you can go do your T for T during that time. I know. I was thinking about that. So the T for T during the time, but you know, I don't know how crazy that's going to be because they're all running around, you know, teaching and I think it'll be awesome (laughs) no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. I think like the more skill enhancement people you have there while you're at your T for T, the better experience it'll be. Like I've been disappointed because I go, I probably go during discounted times where there's just like nobody there. And I like want all the hands on me. Like I want all that energy in the room. Yeah, it's something to think about, but it's not until October. I'm like, I need more treatment. Yeah, I mean, okay, also look at it like this. If you don't do all those seminars, could you do two T for T's in 2020? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and maybe that's what you really need, right? It's like asking yourself and your business, like, what do I actually really need versus what do I want? And how can I meet in the middle for those things? What do you think about the community that's created inside this coaching program? Like now with over 80 people in the 12 month program, like what's that like to log in on a Tuesday and always know that there's going to be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 people on the call and you get to see all their faces. I think the energy is super cool. Like it was different, you know, having a small amount of people. And that was cool because like I could see them in classes and really get to know them. But the energy of the big group and then the time element, like I don't want to label myself a procrastinator. I kind of felt like, oh, it's just so much to do in three months. But now I have a year and I can tweak this and tweak that. And then I can watch new people get coached and go, oh, I was in that position or, oh, I forgot about that. Let me get back to doing this and this and this, you're constantly going back to the basics and then like layering up and then you can always go back. Like the belief level, the belief in you, the client, the work, like that's a constant triangle that you're 
and the thought model and watching people learn that is really cool. So I actually like the energy. Yeah, good. I'm glad. And it's, it's fun to talk to people who have like come from the roots of my program when it was, you know, 12 weeks, 20 people at a time. $5,000. And then, you know, and then what is it like being in a bigger group for a year at a lower price point, but without any, like nothing's missing from the program, if anything, I've added to it. So yeah, it's fun to see, like, just to see people's experience. And I think I'm always trying to evolve and change based on what is needed by the masses and how can I help people, more people sooner. And I think that's how this 12 month program was born is seeing where people were procrastinating or people just, you know, needed more support. And why don't we take away the barrier of having to continually re-up? Like, yes, the people that are in the 12 month, probably when the time comes to re-up, will re-up again, or they'll be in the mastermind. Like there's many more options now to continue to work together and to work together for different purposes. So it's fun. That 90 day foundation was cool because then you have like a clear, you know, here, start here, but it didn't, you didn't have the pressure of have to get it done in 90 days. It was, here's where you do this and hopefully you get it done in 90 days. And then the, uh, it's funny how the very first time I paid for coaching, I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? And now it's like, oh yeah, this is what I need. And I know, know I need it. Like it's totally, totally different you know, as a business owner, like you do need that constant, not reassurance, but more assistance in like somebody can show you here's where I am. And it, maybe it's not you, maybe it's somebody else in the group too, mm-hmm. which is, is really cool. And I, I love how everybody's just open and there's no stopping people from saying exactly how you feel, but feeling like it's a protected group that you can say stuff and it's don't take it personally this, you are here to learn and don't have any ego in this. This is just totally different. Yeah. Like a class where you're going to grade us. Yeah. I'm not grading. You know, you got a C, you got a D. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets an A. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, it's, it's really fun to witness like what people are willing to share, how vulnerable people are willing to be. And it's like, you're going to grow at a much faster rate according to your vulnerability level. If you're not willing to share, you're not willing to get coached, you're not willing to get feedback, you might grow a little bit slower unless you're in the backgrounds, like using other people's vulnerability to your advantage to like, be like, oh, that's what I needed coaching on. You know, you're like listening for all of the details of where someone else got coached on the exact same issue you got. So, you know, it's a win-win. You can be in there and be super vulnerable. Everybody is going to support you. No one is in there complaining or bitching, which I love and have zero tolerance for the complaining and the bitching. Like we're all adults. We are all responsible for exactly where we're at. And I will show you your brain and give you as much as I can the advice and the pathway to get where you want to go. But it's up to you to, to do the work. Yeah. You're guiding, but not telling us what to do. Yeah coaching. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you can spin out and have drama and then you can still do that, but you make it shorter every single time. And then you can get to what really needs to get done. Like you could spin out all you want, Yeah, but what's that going to do for you? I know <laughs> one of my coaches, I think it was Gina told me the other day, she's like, Oh, you're in the river of misery, but it's almost like you're in the river of misery and it's a very indulgent place for you to be. Yeah. You like being, 
Yeah. She's like, what do you get out of being in there? Like you literally like wade it in. You can just like wade right out. You're not even up to your neck in it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay. I would not have seen that. I just thought all of my drama was just real. <laughs> yeah. So it's so helpful. I could still be spinning out on my job where I'm, you know, I'm worth coworkers that don't understand, you know, my value, or I can take that and go, I can make my own value <laughs> somewhere else yeah. and do what I want to do and manage my mind. And that way, like you said, I didn't set anything on fire. I went in and I said, I'm leaving and it's, you know, love you guys and see you later. And I can do that. And everybody lived like you were really afraid that you yeah. were going to be in trouble. It was going to ruin people's lives. Right. And yes. everybody's okay. <laughs> And maybe that's a control thing too. I created a binder. Here's how I know how to do everything. And here it is. And I've always shared everything I know with people. Like I'm not going to hide anything from any of what I know. And then yeah. I can do it at a different level doing this. Like, here's what I know. And here's how it helped me. And then figuring out continually on the fly without drama, mm -hmm. how I can help other people. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, I really thank you and appreciate you for staying in the program, like never giving up. Do you want to share like how many sessions have you done since you opened your business in April? So April, I saw two clients and then in December, I've seen 17, but I've seen 145 sessions. I've done 145 sessions. Yeah. And I yeah. would imagine that you're a much better therapist after giving 145 treatments that you got to self-direct than you ever were like just doing it with someone else telling you what to do. Before the call, I wrote it all down and I was like, oh my gosh, I've done 145 sessions each month, like here and here and here and here. I'm like, oh my gosh, 145 sessions without the direction of a physical therapist. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? It's been unbelievably fun, mm -hmm. a little nerve wracking in the beginning, but so much fun. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not hard on myself. Like, and that's the other thing, like after each interaction, I've been writing down what I've done, what worked well, what didn't go well. And that's super helpful. And then I can cut to the chase real quick. Like, Oh, I forgot to say this. And I forgot to do that, but that's okay. Cause it's, cause you know what to do next time. Exactly. Like the being hard on myself is way like, I don't do that. I don't do that. In the very beginning I did, there was a couple people that you know, why are you doing that? And I'm like, Ugh. like I shut down. I'm like, why am I doing that? And I, instead of having a physical therapist that doesn't believe in the, not doesn't believe in the work, but is not in, invested in MFR. I have you guys and you to get into the group like, oh, this just happened. And then, you know, move on. That's it. Either that person gets what they need next time or they didn't. And that's okay. And like letting it go, but in a loving way. So yeah. yeah. 145 sessions. I like, as I wrote it down, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's an unreal. Yeah, I love that. It's like a miracle. It's just yeah. like the idea that you can just get training from John, decide you're an MFR therapist, open up your doors and start doing it. And 145 times someone has said yes to MFR with you. Yeah. 145 sessions. And that, that work has helped those people in those times. Yeah. And it's just the beginning, right? Like you just left your job last month. Yeah. <laughs> November 10th, it was my last day. And it's like, I keep thinking how many more of you are out there. Let's go. I 
keep telling the universe, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And the universe is going to give me what I need. And you're going to create what you need, right? You're going to continually show up. You're going to continually talk about MFR. You're not going to wait for the universe, right? Like you are the universe and you know how to create these things. That is a good point. Because sometimes, you know, you feel like, how am I going to get the word out? Well, I'm, I'm sending out those messages. 145 times ago, right? Oh, I know. And then all the people that they're going to tell and all those people, like I didn't count how many clients so far. I think it's been 38, but 38 clients have bought and been treated 145 times. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. lot. And then I just wonder what happens when you get even better at selling packages and every single client comes for no less than six treatments at a time. And then pretty soon people will come for no less than 12 or 24 and like, the results that they're getting, the better you get at selling MFR. Not because you're selling it because you want the money and blah, blah, blah. You're selling it because you want the results and you want your name on the work of the results of the person that had 12 to 24 treatments, not the person that had one treatment. And we don't want our name on that work. (laughs) Right. And to have people buy a package, you know, I'm really clear on the fact that we want a specific goal. And how cool is it that you like, so if I'm open four days a week. I know that four people are on packages for like, you know, a couple of days a week, how cool it is to get, you know, the ball rolling and to see the progress. And that's, what's really cool. I say, you're going to get results. You're going to get your, to your goal and you're going to get there quicker and it's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see a huge transformation Maybe you don't know it, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you every time. And that the last visit, I hope you come back for more. Instead of saying, I hope I do say, I see, you know, you're not at the maintenance package yet. What would be like to be out of pain completely? And those things that I'm saying are easier each time. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you ever imagine you'd be able to say those words to patients? (laughs) I never imagined I would say to a patient, what if you had no pain when you showed up to your doctor's appointment for this ablation and <laughs> the click of their brain, like I'm almost like kind of coaching them, yeah. but letting them decide, you know, he's like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to do this. And I said, well, would it be terrible if you didn't have to like, imagine what we could do, mm-hmm. you know? So it's out there and people are getting it and I'm going to get clearer and I'm going to help more people. And that's why I'm doing this. So I'm super excited. Yeah, you will get clearer. And I think you taking these steps to like go for T for T and get a lot of care yourself, it's going to change the way you show up in your business. Yes. Continually change the way. I think I put a lot on my plate in the last couple of years. And I think when you and Gina were kind of like, you know, hey, what is the purpose of this? Then I know I can narrow it down. Okay, I need to get treated. That's what I need. Get treated and treat, get treated and treat. That should be my focus. I don't have to have 20 things on my plate. I don't have to do all this. Yeah. And you're right. I will write down how much would it cost (laughs) for all those classes that I took with the places that I stayed and the transportation and when I could focus on getting myself treated. Yeah. What happens if all you do in a year is you focus on your brain and you focus on your body and feeling your absolute best? Yeah. What can that do for someone else? Yeah, I know that's been like a huge priority for me this year is to get as much treatment as possible. And for me, I have to drive two and a half hours one way to get treatment. And I think that that has for a long time been a barrier or a chip on my shoulder. And 
just in this month alone, I've had, I think, nine hours of treatment, mm-hmm. you know, just for myself. And I'm going back for more because I've decided that it's a priority and that barrier isn't too big of a barrier for me. Like, what is my life like when I'm not constantly going from neck pain to back pain, neck pain to back pain, and just being like, oh, it's just part of my job because I'm on Zoom all day. Like, no, that doesn't have to be my life. Like, I have to remind myself and I'm an expert MFR therapist. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all have to be reminded because we're just humans and our brains constantly will focus on how not to take care of ourselves. I haven't taken care of myself really well in a little while. So yeah, that's what's been like, okay, let's get down to it. Like I would love to do quarterly week long sessions in Sedona. I think I might figure out how can I do that? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good question. And like, what is the return on investment for you personally and business wise? Because you could still write all of that off, right? But like, what is the return on investment when you're getting that much treatment on purpose? I imagine you can make it a huge return on investment. Because I still learn even when I'm getting treated. You learn so much. Yeah, you learn so much. And then also you can be learning like how to talk to your patients in a different way too. It's just, it's incredible. You let yourself be open to it. Whenever I'm in Sedona, I do get treatment. I think I got three sessions when I was there for all the classes and I got treated. And they always ask me, do you prefer anybody? And I go, nope, just give me whatever because I know I'm going to learn something from everybody and get the different touch. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's helping me narrow my focus, get treated, get treated, get treated. Yeah. Listen to that. That's just one more list of things that I, <laughs> Yeah. so instead of classes, like there's one class that I for sure want to take, but other than that, get treated. And then if I have a bonus and I want to give myself a bonus and I see a class I want to take, that's going to be really cool. Like I heard, I think it was Wendy. She was like, yeah, I had the money. I had the time. And I went to this class and she could do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she didn't pre-plan it. She could do it because she was doing, you know, all the back end stuff and how amazing that is. And I, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I think it's a totally different experience when you go to seminars, like very purposeful. And I'm not saying it has to even be any less than what you normally do, but like if it's just purposeful at all, just the same way, like I ask you to take good care of your business and you make decisions in your business in a just very purposeful way. When you start doing any of it on purpose, it creates momentum, it creates bigger results, it just creates your business on purpose. It's kind of like deciding to leave your job on purpose and not just waiting to blow out of there because you're mad, right? It's like, oh no, this is the date I set, this is when I'm leaving. It just kind of simplifies everything else and then you just have all the steps that it takes to get there knowing the date in mind. For the first time, I think it was, was it Santa Cruz that I went to for mobilization like mfr3 and mobilization just two out of eight i really had focus on what did i want to learn because i've done mobs multiple times but i'm like i want to remember how to do this this and this specifically then it made it really powerful and same thing with mfr3 my only goal was to take care of myself and set goals for myself yeah because we did the advanced retreat last year and i was like where am i what am i doing what's the point of this i got into this class but what is my intention? So setting my intention. Gosh, that was just so cool. I love that. More extension of taking care of myself. And sorry, my dog. <laughs> Your dog is so funny. He's like, he knows it's lunchtime. <laughs> yep. <It's> like, mom. <laughs> yeah. 
And then when you said, am I going to be able to have a practice at home? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonna dance around. Now, you know, you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We should probably wrap this up, but I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your journey. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we sign off? I hope everybody joins. Like it's just the most powerful experience. You know, you're going to get something from everything in in coaching. And this is just the beginning like you said. Don't be afraid to quit your job. Don't be afraid to do this. <laughs> it took a little time and that's the other thing. Like you can accelerate it and just like, you know, an MFR, you could rush to maintenance, but give yourself the grace and the love that, you know, who you are at this moment. You are going to get there. We're all on a different journey but what's your purpose what's your point i want to help people i want to help people get out of pain like i got out of pain and just keep spreading the words i love that so much thank you so much for joining us this week and i'll be back with more on the next episode of the mfr coaches podcast see you all later bye thanks for joining me today if you enjoyed today's episode please take a minute and rate and review the podcast i appreciate it for more information, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach. And check out my website, www.themfrcoach.com for more information. If you are currently not working 20 hours or less and making six figures in your MFR business, I want to help you change that. Make sure you tune into the show and get on my email list so you never miss out on important trainings and information. To be the first to find out when we are enrolling next for my 12-month Business Foundations coaching program, get on that email list at www.themfrcoach.com backslash join. Inside this program, you'll learn how to raise your rate, overcome objections, and sell MFR. You'll become the MFR therapist that never under-earns and never burns out. It's up to us to make MFR mainstream, and it starts with you and your successful MFR practice. See you next week.